Hello and welcome to episode zero of Engineering Judgment. I'm your host Kyle and we're going to cover a few interesting topics today. First we're going to go through a very brief introduction to the podcast and then we'll wrap up with a little discussion on the design process that I go through when working on an actual design project as a mechanical engineer. Uh, So to get started, I am a design engineer. I primarily work on new or custom products. Uh, This podcast is just going to be one of my more creative outlets, a way to share my viewpoints as a mechanical design engineer on a wide variety of topics. I would expect the format to change as we move forward. Uh, Once the feedback starts coming in and I more clearly figure out what I want to actually do with this podcast, it's going to be a very free-form show that's going to change to match the topic and generally just improve over time, at least I hope so anyways. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into the first topic, which is my design process. This is just the general outline of what I will go through when I'm working through one or really most of the time multiple projects simultaneously. I've been doing this for about six or seven years at this point, and I have uh, determined that the first and arguably most important part of the whole design process is to be organized. Being organized is the single best way to successfully complete your projects. I am by nature a pretty organized person, so this part comes easily to me, but I think it's very important for anyone looking to have, uh, you know, pretty good success in the design arena. The ability to quickly review and pick up where you left off is invaluable, and being organized really allows you to jump in and out as uh, quickly as you possibly can. Uh, It prevents you from forgetting important details and saves a bunch of time when bringing yourself back up to speed on a project. Sometimes it can be multiple days or even weeks before you need to go back to a project and you want to be able to pick up like you were just working on it like right before lunch that same day. In order to do this, I keep what I call project journals for everything that I work on. I routinely use OneNote uh, from Microsoft because It's just what my employers normally have uh, on hand. When I'm keeping track of personal projects at home, I generally use Google Drive to keep a record of what's going on. But really, you can use any sort of tracking software in order to do this. You don't even have to use a digital platform. You could even use the time-tested pen and paper method, but I find it's much easier to search digital notes. And for that reason alone, I tend to do all of my project notes in digital format so I can quickly search through them. This is important when I'm looking to get inspiration uh, for new projects in the future. It's way quicker to type into a search bar than to dig through uh, old notebooks that you just have sitting in the shelf or boxed up somewhere. But any way you choose to handle it, uh, project journaling is extremely helpful. Let's, uh, Let's run through a quick example of how I would handle getting a new project and working through it. Once I'm assigned a project, or otherwise choose to work on something, I will create a page in OneNote uh, with some standard information that allows easy searching in the future. For instance, I put a project ID number, a short description of the project, any model numbers or tags that I would search for to find this project in the future. For instance, if I'm designing a new and improved mousetrap, I would add that to the top of the starting page. Uh, ID number MTO1 or something similar to that, mousetrap, 
comma, spring design, etc. Just anything that I would want to be able to search for and pick out this particular project. Right under those headings, I start the actual project journal. Each line is a new entry that begins with the date and is followed by actual information on that line. If there's a source reference to the information, I include that in brackets right after the date. And as a general rule, any tags that I add are always in brackets so I can easily tell what things I've added to the information and what was originally there. For example, if the boss man assigned me a project today about that mousetrap project, the first line would read something like the following, uh, 5-19-2019, uh, brackets, boss man, assigned mousetrap project. The second line would be started project research. Um, I don't tend to include the date unless it differs from the previous line. That just stops me from having duplicate information that's wasting space on each line, and I just frankly don't want to type it over and over. Uh, I will continue this process throughout the project, so I leave myself a detailed history of what has happened and everything I've gone through. I include everything that I referenced and detail anything special that happened uh, any attempts, tests, ideas, anything like that gets jotted down for future reference. I also make a point to keep track of every little error, mistake, or just wrong guess that I made through the project. Some people only like to record the final working version of what they did, but I find that that leaves out so much valuable information. In fact, most of the value you will get in the future is by avoiding mistakes that you've already made. If you go back years in the future, uh, or really any amount of time later, um, and you want to build yet another mousetrap, you really don't want to repeat any of the poor choices that you made during the first go-round. You know, it's just a waste of time, especially if you're just repeating stuff that you could have reviewed and skipped. Um, and really, just in general, uh, don't be afraid to fail. You will fail over and over and over again hopefully on something every time it will be different. Um, and logging all of these failures will prevent you from making the same ones in the future. You know, the only people really out there not making mistakes are the people that aren't doing anything. You know, there's a lot of truth in the saying, successful people have failed more times than the average person has even tried. You know, just don't see the failures as purely negative. Sure, something didn't go the way you wanted, but as long as you learn from that failure, it'll be a worthwhile experience. The more you learn from it, the more worthwhile it will be. So as this process continues and you write more and more project journals, you will eventually build up a library of information and references that can really speed you up in the future and lead to better designs just overall. So make sure that you are very detailed in your note taking. Write it down as if someone else is going to be reading it next or you're going to read it once you've forgotten every detail about the project. Do not assume that you will remember anything, because in all likelihood, you won't remember much of anything about the project in a few months, uh, especially even years down the road, not even those brilliant aha moments that you thought you would never forget. Trust me, you will forget and run across them over and over again. As you go through this, I would encourage you to sketch out your ideas, especially early on in the process, to really get those ideas out in the open. A lot of people uh, tend to avoid this and don't sketch because they think that they can't draw. 
you don't have to be Van Gogh to express a complicated idea as a simple uh, picture. In fact, most of the time, a simple stick drawing or diagram will be more than enough to convey your ideas. Pictures are one of the quickest ways that I've found to be able to remember exactly what a project was about and pick up on any important uh, details or discoveries that you made. Now, you might be thinking that this process will be a waste of time or just take up too much of your time to be worth the effort. However, in my experience, keeping project journals doesn't really add that much time to a project. The notes are usually short and more closely resemble an outline when you get finished instead of something like a novel. You know, just keep, keep the notes concise and you'll do just fine. The real time savings occur when you need to work on something similar in the future and you can reference all that previous work that you've done instead of having to reinvent that wheel every single time. Uh, in my case, even when I'm designing specialty equipment that changes project to project, there are certain aspects of each of these projects that will be the same or nearly the same in project after project. A similar problem, similar solution. And on a side note, this journal can also be extremely helpful if someone else needs to work on a similar project in the future or if you have to pass this project off uh, during you know, the life cycle of the project. You know, they will thank you and they can do a quick review of everything that you've done uh, up to this point or just see a past project and how it was handled and what the final outcomes were. I mean, just think of how happy you would be if, if on the next project you had, you could go through someone else's past process and start from there instead of at zero. You know, possibly huge time savings and almost certainly helpful uh, when you can, you know, stand on the shoulders of someone else who's already gone through this instead of just trudging through it yourself. So now let's Let's take a peek at what a general outline of what one of my project journals looks like. The beginning is more of an overview. It contains the starting point and the end goal. I always try to know the end condition and get its definition as precise as possible right near the start of the project. I find having a clear goal will make the rest of the project flow easier. Next comes uh, links to past projects, um, you know, their journals internet sources, links to research and references, any related emails. I really uh, go through great pains and take as much time as necessary to build a strong foundation for each project. An hour of planning at the beginning can save you, you know, tens of hours of work or even rework in the future. Um, I take this time also at the beginning to ask questions, uh, gather information, the more clearly defined the goals are, I find it's uh, that much easier for me to work towards them as we continue through the project. Um, once I have reached a point where I have the majority of the research done, I finish my you know general outline. I'll break up the project into small pieces and work through them one at a time to solve the overall problem, just like the good old fundamental theorem of calculus teaches us. Um, I try to build and stick to that plan but I always allow for some flexibility. I don't want to wander aimlessly through a project, but I also don't want to miss out on something great because I didn't see it when I laid out the project timeline. I found that a lot of my best ideas or innovations have really been offshoots from what I originally planned. I, uh, I generally try to stray just as far as necessary to gain those benefits without wasting effort on something that doesn't matter. You have to really step back and determine if 
your little offshoot is going to add value to the project or if you just need to make a side note and come back later on to explore it further. Because in general, I try to work as efficiently as possible because the only real limitation I have is time. You know, in general, we can overcome almost everything else, but you can never get more time in the absolute sense. You can push back deadlines and rearrange things, but in reality, you're just stealing time from something else, not actually gaining any more time. So just keep in mind that, um, you know, time is finite and valuable. Try not to waste it. On that note, if I repeat something often, I try to find a way to automate it. This process is a great example of that. I have a project journal template that I just copy and paste for each project instead of taking the time to lay it out every single time. I took the time once to lay out the project journal page, the to-do list section, pages for vendor information and quotes, customer page that has sections for meeting notes and the action items from that particular conference call or whatever it was and what I need to accomplish and the dates that I need to accomplish it by. So I just copy this bare bone structure every time I start a new project and fill it out as I go. I try to avoid letting tedious tasks like this waste my time because I want to spend as much time as possible on the more creative and entertaining portions of the project rather than the mindless paperwork that I have to duplicate with every project. I could go on and on about how I've automated the daily nonsense that's forced upon me, but I'll save that topic for another day. Um, so really, in closing, I would recommend that you consider keeping project journals for everything that you work on because it will pay off in the long run for you. I'd also like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this pilot episode of the Engineering Judgment Podcast. Please leave feedback on the show as well as what you would like to see in the future as far as topics and even just the format of the show. You can reach me on Twitter at, at @engrjudgment or by email at engineeringjudgmentshow at gmail.com. You can be sure that I will add any feedback to my ongoing project journal for this podcast. I will try to continue and um, improve it as we go along. Uh, so thanks again for listening, and I will see you next time. This has been Kyle with Engineering Judgment.